mm-hmm. are not forever. And sometimes there's a season where I could only save $50 a month and I did. And there are times where I can save $1,000 a month and I do. But the most important thing is, one, taking the time to learn and two, starting to build the habits right now before you have the big chunks of money. Because the same habits I had when I was making $10 an hour is the same habit I have making a six-figure salary in the U.S. So I think it's just getting over that mindset where, that we have to wait till we arrive and that taking the time to learn now so that we're ready. I mean, a lot of, you've shared so many very insightful and important tips. And you just, the next question that just came to mind as we were talking was, I think we should address um, immigrants directly um, because... Mm-hmm. everyone welcome to fiat vote podcast brought to you by fiat match a soon to be launched peer-to-peer international money transfer and payment marketplace through fiat votes bi-weekly episodes we'll have guests you know share immigrant focused tips insights advice and inspiration that you need to consistently elevate your finances secure the bag earn better and build wealth you'll find it valuable whether you're a career person or a business owner now, this is our fourth episode, and we're continuing with the career and money series that we started um, last year, November. And we've had guests come share really awesome tips, you know, to help professionals build their careers and do well financially as well. And our topic for today is so interesting. It's how to build wealth with a nine-to-five job. Our guest is the Olateru, a global professional and creator of At The Rich Immigrants podcast, and community. She shares tips from over a decade of career as an immigrant in America and now she has been able to build wealth, you know, even with a nine to five job as a main source of income. All right, guys, let's dive in. Hey, live. So, hi, 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 D. You're welcome to Fiat Vault Podcast. Um, thank you so much for joining us today um thank you it's for a privilege having to have you here thank you so much um so i mean we asked you to join us and then you honored our invitation and joined us so i think the first thing that i should do is to ask you to introduce yourself to us who is the olateru let's let's meet you well i am i'm the olateru i'm a nigerian um living in the u.s um I, you know, I'll talk about a couple of things that I enjoy because I don't like to just talk about myself in terms of what I've accomplished. I think, you know, sometimes that, you know, lets us to start to measure people some way, but I eat too much rice, for example. <laughs> I ate a lot of rice as a Nigerian. Um, I, I enjoy traveling. I enjoy writing. Um, I'm an aunt to two um, lovely girls and I absolutely love, love being their auntie. Um, I'm, I'm the dream auntie I wish I had when I was young and I, I it's truly a, a joy to, to be that. Um, professionally, I have, I have lived and worked on four continents, born and raised in Lagos. I'm an Ikorodu babe. <laughs> um, and I, I moved to the United States to attend university and, um, I've, I've then, you know, built my career here and I've gone on to work on four continents and I'm back in the U S where I'm talking to you from today. So, um, I also have a passion for, I'm just talking about, you know, financial literacy, especially in the immigrant community. And so in the middle of the pandemic, I started a platform, a blog, an Instagram, and a podcast um, to talk about these things in, in ways that maybe may, I didn't have as an immigrant 
just to empower immigrants to live fully and to the fullest in whatever countries we have chosen to call our homes. Amazing. Thank you very much. Very inspiring, actually. Um, I think when I was searching for a speaker for this topic, one of the things that attracted me to you was the fact that even though you are not um you're not an expert, like you're not a licensed financial um Correct. counselor or something. Yes, 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 yes. you're not. So I love the fact that you share from your own experience. And I, I actually noticed that people people prefer to learn from people's experiences. Like they want to see that you've actually done this thing and it has worked for you. So it's it's Absolutely. really inspiring that because um for, like um your your platform for immigrants, for example, immigrants be able to relate with you people relate more with people yeah. that have gone through or are going through the things mm-hmm. that they, they are going through so I'd, I'd like to say yeah. well done well done well done thank and thank you. you again for joining us so the next thing i want to say is i just want to expressly state that he is not here as a licensed financial advisor she's simply here to share her story you know and yes. learnings from her personal experience right so don't say yes, anything about that is- yeah, this is not financial advice. This is for educational and informational and sure. entertainment purposes, right? So I'm just talking from my lived experiences. Um, so you know, again, I, I talk about I talk about you know whatever you see on the internet, people sharing their experiences is like a buffet. When you go to a restaurant, you see a buffet. They serve many things. You pick the things that you like, and you leave the rest, right? And so that's what I say. I'll share what I know. Um, take what serves you. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so I'd like to sh- I'd like you to just share a little bit about your experience as an immigrant living in the U.S. Um, you've been de- you've been there for quite some time now. So how yeah, has yes. your experience been as an immigrant, and you know how has it been for you to you know, work professionally and also kind of build wealth by the side? Yes. Um, I think I I came when I was just 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 I think I was sixteen years old. Um, so I came as a child, right? And I've been here now almost two decades, right? Uh, but as I came as, as I came as a child, and I think at that time I wasn't thinking about wealth. I mean, as a 16, 17 year old, I was just happy to be in America, happy to be going to university. So I'm not going to pretend and say I had everything together. I did not, but I was focused on being a student, getting good grades and all of that. You know, I think growing up in Nigeria, you don't, we don't really have like financial literacy as a topic when I was growing up and I went to the U.S. And honestly, even in the U.S., it isn't really a topic. But I think as immigrants, when you move, especially when I moved without my family, I didn't have anyone to teach me. Right. Because I think if you have your parents, they can teach you, you know, what they've done, what they haven't done, even if it's not a topic that's taught in school. And so I didn't have anybody to teach me. So I really learned by doing and I learned by making mistakes. Um, and, you know, and when I, when I finally got a job, you know, I didn't get a job right away when I graduated, but when I finally got a job, you know, I started learning on my own, what it's like to be a professional living abroad and how to do well at work. And, you know, thank God for mentors and people that supported me. Um, but really I learned a lot on the job. I learned a lot in motion. Um, but I've also learned through my experiences to also maybe, you know, learn from others before I get there so that I'm not repeating the same mistakes. Right. I think we can move faster if we seek the wisdom and we learn from the experience of others. And so I've, I've, I've built that into my life now that I know better. Um, but I'll say, you know, the immigrant journey, every immigrant's journey is unique. Mine has had his has had its, you know, tough times, right? Getting a job, paying the bills, learning how to do that when you didn't learn that at home. 
And then, you know, learning how to build wealth, how to pay off debt and how to do that in a way that's still true to who I am and not giving up the values that are important to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like oh, what you said about financial literacy not being a big deal, like not being a big a topic that is treated by most countries. I mean, for even for yes. the US, I was surprised when you mentioned that. I know in Nigeria, it's really not something that people talk about. You usually have mm-hmm. to educate yourself. And then thank God for um, a lot of communities springing up now that yes, kind of educates yes. people on finances. Yes. Apart from that, there is nothing, there is nothing anywhere, not in school, either in yeah. high school or university, or even your yeah. family that teaches you how to manage your finances. So yeah. imagine now moving now to another US country. Schools, yes. Sorry. Um, now some schools mm-hmm. in the US in high school, they are now requiring that some classes are taken and all that stuff. But even still at that, there's still a lot of work to be done. So I, I just want to say that because sometimes people may feel like, oh, we're behind in Nigeria. We don't have this. I'm like, actually, it's a global problem, right? And and the, and the way we deal with finances are different. And so even even if I had learned in Nigeria, it may have prepared me, but it's a different ball game that's in another learned. country. Mm-hmm. That's that's so true. That's so true. And you know, that's that's the essence of having these kind of conversations because, um, for example, in Nigeria, you practically run away from debt. Like you. <laughs> Um, you don't want to take a loan Every, and everything in Nigeria is cash and carry. You have your money mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and you take what you want, everything, like even getting the house, you see um, mortgage, you have to pay back some mortgages as for, um, like within six months, 18 months yes. maximum. It's crazy. <laughs> so moving to another country and having to learn how to build a good credit score and at the same time, not go not go too much into debt is really it's just really yes. an important topic to treat. Like, and so I'm really looking forward to this conversation as we go on, and I keep asking my questions. All right, yeah. so um, my next question is to you: What is wealth? How would you define wealth? I mean, everybody talks about wealth, wealth build wealth, wealth generation, blah blah blah. What is wealth? Yeah, yeah. I mean, generally, wealth is just having plenty of a certain resource, right? And in the context we're talking about, you know, wealth is quite often used, you know, as being, you know, having a lot of, you know, money or financial resources. But in my sense, when I think about wealth, I think wealth about holistically, right? I think about wealth in my friendships and relationship. Am I, am I, am I wealthy in friendships? Am I wealthy in, in, in finances? Of course, that's important. Um, am I wealthy in my faith? Am I also wealthy in time? So to me, time, time is probably my most important resource. And so wealth to me is not just money. Um, money ultimately is a tool that will allow you to do many things and make many choices. And so to me, wealth transcends money, but money is a tool that allows you to potentially, you know, buy back your time because time is so important and it is so precious and, and being able to choose what you do with it. Um, that to me is the ultimate wealth. Beautiful. Like, I love I love how you describe money, like money being a tool that helps you to do a lot of things and sometimes determine the choices you make and everything. But like mm-hmm. money is not all there is to wealth. I love I love the it definition you gave. It's, it's not you. everything. It's a, it's a tool. It's something. It's important. Nobody's saying it's, it's not important. important. Let's it's not important. lie. It's important yeah. because I've been, <laughs> I've been at times where you know 
you cannot pay rent. You have to choose should I pay rent or buy food. So I get it. I so I don't want anybody to be like, ah, it's because you're okay now. No, I, I get it. You know, but ultimately it still is a tool, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if you have all the money and you don't have relationships, you don't have people that can you know, that will be there mm-hmm. for you in your tough times or even in your best times. Just don't have times. people. Yeah. You are not, yeah, you're not you're not you're not wealthy. So I yeah. love that definition. Thank you very much for that. So, okay, another thing is, people may be wondering, <laughs> these topics, maybe they're just like, everybody Everybody talks nowadays. Everybody has a podcast or webcast <laughs> or whatever. Aspire to Exactly. Like, they're just talking about it. It's not, it's not realistic. How do you build, like, this definition of wealth? How do you build wealth with a nine-to-five job? Already, you are so tired after your normal day. And if you are a wife mm-hmm. or... Or a mother, you still have to attend to mm-hmm. your family. You know, you still have mm-hmm. to do so many other things. Your this is your nine to five is not the only thing you do. So having to, Correct. you know, so how is it possible? You know, is this achieve? Is it, is it actually achievable to build wealth with a nine to five job, with a family? You know, yeah. with all these things going on in your life. On. How, is it achievable? One, two. How yeah. is it? You know, how is it actually? How is it possible? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, clearly, I think it's achievable <laughs> um, to 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 attain wealth or to get to a point where you're financially secure, financially okay with a nine to five. I think these days, I mean, my nine to five is my main source of income, right? So, you know, do I have things potentially that could be, you know, do I make investments and all that stuff? Yes, but primarily it comes from my salary. Um, but I would say, you know, there's a lot of noise these days about you know, you must have a side hustle or you should not work for anybody, work for yourself and all that stuff. And the thing is, there are multiple paths to wealth, right? So you can do, the, you know, entrepreneurship is not easy. I have friends that are entrepreneurs and I would tell you it's not easy. It takes a while for you to have get to that point where you have the extra money, right? Uh, and so, yeah, and side hustles, you know, side hustles can help you bring extra cash, right? I've had some things that have, you know, given me some extra yeah. cash every now and then, not, not mostly, you know, I, I mostly build wealth through my nine to five. Um, and but side hustles take time and take dedication and take commitment. And depending on what you're balancing in your life, you may or may not have the time for the side hustle. It depends on the person. And so that gets back to, you know, if you're starting with a nine to five, I think the biggest thing is, you know, I'm living within your means or living below your means. Right. Because let's say you have a salary of I don't know where, where people are listening from is fifty thousand dollars or, you know, hundred thousand naira. Uh, and, you know, what are your necessities? What is your budget, right? How much do you need to spend in a month? And then calculate that and also decide how much, you know, can you put towards your investing every month? And so I think we wait for these big moments or we wait to blow. And the thing is, I started, so when I started, when I finally got a job, you know, and I started working, I went to University of Google and I learned about, you know, saving for retirement and all that stuff. And I decided, okay, what I can put now is 6% of my salary towards my invest, towards my saving for retirement. And that's what I started with. And so, you know, we don't have to wait to get this big truckload of money. If there's a way you can start, you know, 5%, 6%, 7%. And for those of us that live abroad and work for companies, many of our companies offer what they call a match, either for your pension, for your 401k, for your retirement. You should be putting what you need to put to get your company's match, because if you're not doing that, you're missing out on free money. And so that's how I started was putting the 6% because that's what I could afford because I had debt. I had to pay off, pay off my car, pay off my credit cards. I just started putting the 6% so I could get what my company would match, the additional 3%. And then as I got raises, 
I kept my lifestyle the same. I didn't move to a nicer apartment. I had sometimes I had friends be like, uh uh-uh, uh, you are working at this, you know, multinational firm, blah, blah, blah. You're not going to buy a new car. My Nissan Altima was fine, you know. So again, I didn't feel the need to <laughs> upgrade my life. So instead, when I got a raise, I would put, I would put most of the. I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm also a proponent of enjoy today as well. So I would say if I got a raise of like hundred dollars, you know, I, I always tithe first. That's I believe in that. Um, so I'll put a portion to giving, right? And I'll put you know if I put ten percent to giving. 65% I'm going to in- increasing my savings and then the remaining 25% let me chop life small. You know, I increased my entertainment or travel budget. Really it was my travel budget. I spend money mostly on travel. And so that's how I always have I have always done that is that whenever I get a raise, you know, I allocate to giving and the rest is mostly to saving and investing and then I give myself, you know, a little change to enjoy to enjoy the fruits of my labor. So that's how I've done that Very from important. 6% now I'm at the point where I put the maximum towards my my retirement in every year. Thank you. Thank you. Very, very important about, you know, at least putting some money aside to enjoy life right now. Um, because yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, you only live once. So as you are building mm-hmm. wealth, you need to also think about what do you enjoy doing? Um, I noticed you love traveling. Yeah. I also love traveling. So I can relate so much to what you're saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> there, there yeah. things, the things that are important to people are different. For some other people, it's something else that they would rather spend their money on. Correct. The most important yes. thing is yeah. that you actually budget your money. At least what I got from what you said is um mm-hmm. one, budget your money according to the things that are most important to you. So you want to save according to your values, large, absolutely. Yes. To your values, yeah. You want to save a large proportion of whatever money you have, increases, salary, mm-hmm. increases, and all, all of those things. You also want to have a percentage for for the now, mm-hmm. like to enjoy yeah. something you'd like <laughs> doing. And then another percentage yeah. for if you are a person of faith, you also, you know, just mm-hmm. um, drop that amount there to, or just give give to people. Because at the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's important to give. Important yeah, to give, yeah. like, um, yeah. it's really important. And then another thing I got from what you said, which is very important, excuse me, is the fact that um, you don't necessarily have to increase your lifestyle because you've now gotten an increase in salary. And I think that's where yeah. a lot of people actually miss it. Like, oh, Larry has increased, and so I can let's I can blow. move to the <laughs> let's blow it. Yeah, let's you know I, I need I can get a, a a better car. I can get a. Nobody's saying you should not like, you know, like we said already, enjoy your life and everything. But yeah, if you don't yeah, need it, yeah. there's really no point. Like you said, your Nissan was working fine. If it was like you were yeah. having issues with your car, and you needed to change it, I'm sure you'd have changed it. So that's different. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you don't necessarily have to. Turn your life around because you got a ten percent or twenty percent increase in salary. Very, very important. Yeah. Very, very important. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um. So my next question is, um, what do you think is the reason why salaried professionals find it difficult to build wealth? Like, um, many people believe that the path to wealth is to be an entrepreneur, and you've mentioned it already that entrepreneurship is not easy. Like, it's I also have easy. friends, and even <laughs> I have that wood, have that wood in, like. <laughs> One of my businesses, I had to just stop. Like, I was having issues with vendors and suppliers. Like, they were giving me serious problems. I, I wanted to keep up a good quality. But it's like, mm-hmm. the vendors and suppliers said, no, we're not going to ensure that you give good quality. <laughs> That's one of the issues yeah. that entrepreneurs face. So it's not, nothing is easy per se. Like, it's not that easy. So what do you think mm-hmm. is the reason why people who you know, have a nine-to-five job find it difficult to save 
and and then invest and build wealth? Do you think it's a lack of knowledge and education, or I mean, what do you think? Let me not give you options. I think it might be a mix of things, but I think for me, at the core of what I think it is, is just lack of lack of knowledge or education. And I think because sometimes when we hear these things, it seems so far and out of our reach that we don't realize that we can do something with the little that we do have. So I would say I started saving for, I've been working for 12 years now. I started saving for retirement like the first year. And then I even, and then I was, you know, 6%, 6%. And then I did 8% after I increased my, I got my, got my raise. I paid my debt 10%, 15% and so on. And then I even went on a time when I moved to the UK and when I was in the UK, I couldn't put money in my 401k because I wasn't in the US. And so I didn't even invest for that. And I came back and my thing had grown to like over a hundred thousand dollars. And I was like, what? My little, little six, six percent that I was putting over like time had grown. And then just the power of compounding, you know, just let it just, you know, continue to grow. And even when I wasn't putting money, it was continuing to grow by itself. And so I'll say it's, it's one, it's a lack of knowledge. And that lack of knowledge leads to us thinking that things are beyond our reach. And so I literally started with 6% of my salary. And then, and then I started, and then I opened a separate account where I put $50 a month, $50. Um, so again, you know, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's a manageable amount. And I, again, I was paying off my debt at that time and all of that. So I think it, at the core, it's lack of knowledge. And it's because many of us don't have people to talk about these things with. And for me, that's why I'm glad that this platform exists. That's why I started my platform, because even when I was paying off debt, I wasn't telling anyone because my friends were not talking about it. And so I was looking at Google on the Internet and reading people's stories and just trying to find my own way. And so I think it's for lack of knowledge and it's for lack of conversations, because the lack of conversations is actually costing us money. It's costing us generational wealth. Um, and it's also, I think, maybe also a fear because I think many of us may have lived through our parents putting money in some kind of thing and losing everything. And so we, we, are, we are maybe paralyzed by that, by that fear and just want to keep our money in cash or, or, or something like that. But I also want to acknowledge that sometimes there might be seasons where we're not able to save or invest as much. But I, I also want to emphasize that those seasons yeah. are not forever. And sometimes there's a season where I could only save $50 a month and I did. And there are times where I can save $1,000 a month and I do. But the most important thing is, one, taking the time to learn and two, starting to build the habits right now before you have the big chunks of money. Because the same habits I had when I was making $10 an hour is the same habit I have making a six-figure salary in the U.S. So I think it's just getting over that mindset where, that we have to wait till we arrive and that taking the time to learn now so that we're ready. I mean, a lot of, you've shared so many very insightful and important tips. And you just the next question that just came to mind as we were talking was, I think we should address um, immigrants directly um, because mm-hmm. I feel like where we are coming from, you know, where a lot of people are coming from and, you know, moving to these developed countries, moving to these countries where things are done completely differently, you know, it's like you are starting all over again, learning things and everything. So you've spoken about some of the things you've done that's helped you mm-hmm. are there specific strategies or you know tips that you can share specifically for um immigrants or people in the diaspora that came from nigeria from ghana pakistan india you know to canada to the u.s to the uk are there sp- yeah. i mean you've lived yeah. in the u.s you've lived in the uk so what yeah. strategies do you think <laughs> immigrants is i know that actually very specific yeah. to immigrants i would like you to just share a few thank you 
Yeah, I would say as immigrants, the first thing is learn as early as possible. Like jump right in and learn. Use Google. There are many community, even community education classes. So different countries have different resources, but there are some community education classes. I mean, there's more information accessible today than were accessible when I moved, right? The internet, there's YouTube, there's all those things. So I would say, you know, find a couple of those and just, even if it's reading one article a week, right? I promise you, your your mind will be your your mind will be opened. Your your perspective will be yeah. you know will be widened, because I think unless we get past that knowledge hurdle, everything else we're doing is just you know is gambling, right? And so it's like yeah, one yeah. you know pursue knowledge right relentlessly and stay curious. Two, assess your circle, because you know it's so important who we are surrounded by. And yes, there are some times when you're an immigrant and there are people that cannot see beyond what's in front of them, right? And you have to make sure you're surrounded by people that, yes, because yes, there were times where I was had really tough times where it's like, I'm just barely paying the bills and all that stuff. Um, but you have to have, and, and there are some times when you're in survival mode as an immigrant. And when you're in survival mode, it may be hard for you to see long-term and be able to think about, am I making a decision that's best for me and my family in the long-term? Or am I just doing something in the short-term, Right. And, and I understand that you can be in that position, but are the people around you able to help you see beyond the trees in front of you and see the full forest, see the full view, see the full land that God has given you, right? And so I think that's something that a lot of immigrants, you know, and I don't blame us because it, it can be tough, but if the people around you can help you step back sometimes and say, that's the ultimate goal, that's what we're working towards. This is why, you know, you're taking these classes at night. Because sometimes some people start maybe doing nursing jobs or doing, you know, sometimes people, not everybody, some people will take a job lower than what they've been doing in their home country for starters, right? But the yeah, point is, yeah. you cannot stay there, right? What is your plan to go beyond that? You know, what are, your friends can help you see, okay, if you're taking night classes at night, that's why you're doing that. So that in a year, in six months, in two years, you can transition into a role that's more, you know, more, more um, feeling of your experiences and, and your ultimate goals of where you want to be. And so I think it's, it's, it's one pursuing knowledge, you know, use, there are many resources, there's YouTube, there's Instagram, use that, tap that, read one article a week, you will not be the same, but also check your circle, right? Make sure your circle is um, one that's, you know, helping you move beyond where you are. And then you guys are even, you guys can, we can grow together. You can ask questions. You can talk about things openly and honestly, where there's no comparison, where there's no strife, right? And the thing is, I think it's important to have money conversations, but there are people you should talk to and there are people you should not talk to. But I think it's, you will know, as you start to talk to somebody, you will know right away if you should continue the conversation or not. And if it's somebody that you should stop, just stop because you know that, people are not going to help each other grow. It's not going anywhere, right? So I want to highlight that having those conversations, you know, is, is quite important. And the last thing I'll say for immigrants, boundaries. Because many of us have responsibilities with our family, with our community. And, mm -hmm. you know, we need to define, you know, what we can or cannot do. Because you cannot, you cannot kill yourself trying to save somebody, right? And so I think it's very important for immigrants specifically to define our boundaries with our friends and families when it comes to the extent of support we, we can give them. Because, you know, I would say my parents gave us, you know, leeway to grow. And because of that, we are now better positioned to be able to pour into them, right? And so in the end, these same friends and family will reap, but they have to give you room to grow and to get planted where you are. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you very much. I'm sure that every immigrant and even prospective immigrant, like people planning to 
locate to jack find the things we've shared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, they'll find the, the, the things we've shared very, very, you know, very, very useful for them. I think knowledge is really important. And I think that's um, where a lot of people actually, you know, miss it. Um, there's so much we don't know, even coming from our, mm-hmm. our own countries. Then moving to a new country, like there's so much you need to know. And like you also said, actually resources, even from the government, um, especially like mm-hmm. the country in Canada that is very intentional about immigrants, mm-hmm all the programs they yes, have yes. yeah province you know different pro- provinces actually have community resources specific specific to you know different types of yeah, immigrants, immigrants whether you're, uh-huh. you're a refugee uh-huh. or an entrepreneur or a professional so yes. like actually tap into those resources use what's available to you use it <laughs> exactly use it like that's why it's actually there um and okay. the tax they're taking from your salary when you start working there it's also to provide you those resources. So at the end of the day, Services, yes. it's so important that you actually tap into those things. So very, very important yes. things we've shared there. Thank you. Um, I think the, the other question that came to mind as we were speaking was, maybe can you just help highlight like three things, you know, three most important financial things that people need to know about? So for example, at the beginning, I spoke about debt and credits, how that. I'm a Nigerian. We avoid those things like... No, I don't want to do that. Not that like some of the things yeah. that, yeah. The, let me let's say three things that three financial things that people need to learn quickly as soon as they move to a new country. Yes. I don't know if you understand so my one, question. Yes, I would say understand the credit system because the credit system can ruin you if you don't know how to use it, but also it can help you make fantastic strides. So let me give you an example of two hypothetical pe- people, right? So Bode moves to the US or Canada. Um, Bode, you know, gets a credit card without really understanding how it works. And, you know, as someone that has not had credit before, it looks like, oh, free money. You know, Bode uses the credit card to the maximum, you know, um, doesn't pay, make the minimum payment, starts, you know, you know, getting his credits, you know, his credit starts going down. He has a bad credit score. You know, Bode starts to apply for a job. Right. And then, you know, he can't get a job because his employer is one of those companies that do check your credit score. So then he's not able to get a job. He's not able to get the apartment that he wants for his family. So he has to live in a less desirable area of town because, you know, the apartment he wants checks credit and his credit is bad from that one bad decision. He wants to buy a house later down the line, but he has not done the work to improve his credit. So he can get doesn't have a good credit score and can't get the house. Right. Compare that to, let's say, Samson. Samson comes in. You know, his sister is, or his sister or a friend, or he went to a community class, gets to understand how credit works. And so he gets to understand, okay, what utilization is and all that stuff, how to make sure you're making the payment, pay it off if you can. So as he does that, he improves his credit. He gets his first credit card, does well with that, applies for another one to get improve his credit capacity. He's still making the payment and all that stuff. So he's improving his credit. He wants to buy a car. He gets a car loan pays some in cash and then gets the rest. So uses that to continue to build his credit. So by the time he wants to buy a house, his credit is good and he can get a house. And so for me, you know, that's important is that credit, you know, and, and I'm Nigerian. So honestly, for me right away, I was like, debt, okay, I don't want to. But then I got a credit card and I didn't always use it the right way. And then, you know, I learned early on how to course correct and I have excellent credits, right? Um, and so I think you have to make sure there are systems here the systems can break you or they can build you. You get to choose what it gets to do for you. And so by learning how the system works, how credit card works, how credit scores work, 
you can make sure you're doing things that help you build your credit and not ruin your credit. And I want to say that I understand that there's some times where you may use your credit card out of that's your only way you can pay your bills or that's the only way you can buy your food. I've been there. I've done that. But even in doing that, make sure you're still making the minimum payment, making sure you're still doing the thing so that you don't get a negative hit on your credit. So one, understand the credit system if you're going to use it, because most people at some point will need credit. Very few people can come and buy a house in cash, you know. And so if you're going to use the credit system, make sure you use it to work for you and they're not just using it to make money from you, right? Um, and be intentional about stuff. So, so I'll say that's one, right? Um, yeah. And two, um, you know, just don't feel shame around what you don't know about money because who shame ever, right? And and shame can be such a, a, a thing that just, it, it, I mean, so we feel shame about things that we have no control about and how does that even make sense, right? And so I'll say, don't feel shame for any mistake you've made. You know, you made the mistake when you didn't know better. Now let's get you to doing better now that you know better. Don't feel shame because you don't know, because we're, we're not born with brains that suddenly magically understood everything. So I'd say that's the second thing is, you know, get rid of the shame, focus on the knowledge and focus on doing better, you know, when you know better. And the third thing I'll say is when you know better, tell somebody else, right? Don't wait till you have made it down the line. Turn around and tell the next person so that as together we're building a community of immigrants that are that contributing incredibly um, to the communities that we're in. And last but not least, I said you said three, I said four. Start saving and investing as soon as you possibly can. See, I just have to say that this has been a very, very insightful conversation. Like I can't wait myself, I can't wait to go back, you know, go through the conversation again, yeah. take notes. And, you know, just begin to apply these things because I love that you are sharing from your own experience and I love the illustrations you've used to drive home your points. So thank you very much. Thank you. Um, thank you so From what much. I understand, the last thing you shared, <laughs> the first thing is understand the credit system. If, if you plan to use it, except you are probably a politician, uh, politician's family <laughs> member or something. I don't yeah, think, yeah. and you know, the average person can just go and get a 500,000 US dollars house. Mm -hmm, cash. Mm -hmm. So you have to yeah, actually build yeah. your credit to get to the point where you can get a mortgage. The so mortgage, understand yes. the credit system, you know, in your country, in the country you are moving to quite early. If you don't, I mean, We've said it before, tap into resources, ask questions, ask your friends. Um, I think a lot of people are actually beginning to speak up about money, unlike before. You know, like you said, when you're paying back your 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 debts, your loans, you weren't you're not talking to anybody because everybody was just being harsh about it. I think now people yes. you know, there are a lot of people on social media who speak about these things, YouTube, Google, even a platform like ours where you can learn, 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 learn. So you don't you don't use it's just the, the system that was put in place to help you succeed will not become yes. a tool for your destruction, like you put it. I really Amen. love what you said about that. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so it's very, very important to just get the knowledge. And when you get the knowledge, turn back and tell the next person. When someone asks you a question about how things work in these countries, don't say God will help you. Or yes, um, don't just say big girl, big girl, small girl, just, big God. <laughs> <laughs> you get just don't say all those things please like share the knowledge let's all let's build ourselves up let's be a community of immigrants that are financially educated and financially empowered yes. as well very very important so thank you very much d that was my thank last so question thank you for having me. Okay. i don't have i don't know if you Perfect. have i don't know if you have any other thing to say before we this is supposed to be like the end of the 
the chat, even though I didn't want it to okay. end. Like, as we were speaking, I was just like, oh my God, I'm enjoying this conversation so much. So, if you have anything to no, say, no, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's been wonderful being on. Thank you for reaching out, uh, you know, to have me. And, you know, if anyone has questions, don't hesitate to, to reach out to me on Instagram, The Rich Immigrant, or listen to the podcast. I talk about things on the podcast as well. And I have a blog where I try to, you know, write every, every, every now and then to just talk about topics that I think the immigrant community um, needs to hear about. So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And you have you have another page where you also talk about travel and travel, travel and lifestyle. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do that. I, I told you I like to chop life as well. So I, I talk about travel on my on my other page, travel and my career and how to just do well at work and, and, and succeed there. So yes. I think that's at well one eels. So if you want to follow her on Instagram, well one Hills. that's the yes. handle. Yes. yes. So if you yes. love traveling as well, if you so love much. enjoying life, you actually find our content very useful. <laughs> she shares our content in a very energetic way, dancing, you know, re- using reels, and then peppering us yeah. with pictures from all our vacations. So if you want all of those things, just follow her on Instagram. So once again, thank, thank you, you, Dee. Let me allow you to have the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you, Tosin. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. And a beautiful week as well. Bye. Thank you. Bye. exciting, insightful, and fun are some of the words that come to mind when I think about today's episode. If you enjoyed it as much as I did, please share your thoughts and learnings on any of our social media pages at Fiat Match, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And remember to share this episode with your friends and subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Once again, Fiat Vault Podcast is brought to you by Fiat Match a soon-to-be-launched international money transfer and payments marketplace. See you in two weeks.